shout of praise for that tonight, amen. He's the one that makes all the promises and never, ever fails us. We thank him for that tonight. Church, we want to welcome you into his house tonight. Prepare your hearts as we sing out a praise to him and give him glory for all that he has done. Raise a hallelujah here tonight with your worship, amen.
just like your love, Lord, I want to praise you forever and ever. For as much as you love us, Lord, we continue in this place tonight, Lord, to give you glory with our worship. Bless them all. so good, church. You let them know with your worship tonight, amen. Oh, come on. Oh, we glorify you with our voices tonight. So blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire. in his blood and what he did for me on Calvary is more than enough so I trust in God my Savior the one who will never fail he will never fail. Sing it again. I trust in God, my Savior, the one who will This is who you are in my life. And I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. I sought the Lord. Come on, time after time. Oh, I sought the Lord. And he heard, 
and he answered I sought the Lord and he heard and he answered that's why come on sing it again I sought the Lord seek him tonight I sought the Lord and he heard trust in you, Lord. Here tonight, Lord, we come before your throne here tonight, Lord, with burdens way too deep, way too far for us to reach out, Lord, but way too deep for us, Lord, to fix them. That's why we come to you, because we trust you. Lord, you gave us a gift, Lord, many, many years ago, Lord, the gift of our salvation, 
but more so than that, Lord, our redemption, Lord, through the gift that you gave up your life for us, Jesus. We say thank you for that, Lord. The shedding of your blood, Lord, that you gave for us, Jesus. Oh, We say thank you for that, Lord. And tonight, church, as you walked in, I hope you picked up a communion cup because we're going to take communion tonight. If you don't have one, we have ushers that are going around right now. We want to focus here tonight, church, on the gift of our redemption. And remember why he did what he did for us over 2,000 years ago. We just sang it and we said, you know, I trust in God. And this act of communion that we take tonight is for those that trust in him wholeheartedly. We trust in him because of what he did for us on that cross over 2,000 years ago. But you know, church, I've been to places where they deny you communion for whatever reason. Maybe you've been divorced and they said you can't take it. We're not going to do that here tonight. This is between you and God. We'll want to remind you the Bible does tell us this. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. We don't make you go into a little room and talk to somebody about what you've done in the last month so you can take this. This is for those who are continuing a Christian lifestyle, a walk with the Lord that is worthy of representation of taking this communion. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking of the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. So that's between you and God. I wanted just to take a quick moment and be in prayer. Make yourself worthy of participating in the act of communion. that the Lord was betrayed he was sitting with his disciples and he knew he was going to go to the cross and he left us with this gift and he said I, I'm not going to leave you I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay with you here forever but let's do this one act together he took the bread and he gave thanks to God for it broken in pieces he told his disciples these were his words he said this is my body which is given for you to do this in remembrance of me church let's do that together here tonight let's take the bread tonight together same way church he took the cup he said this cup is the new covenant between God and his people 
an agreement confirmed with my blood. And he said, do this in remembrance of me. So church, as we take of the cup, let's remember the blood that he shed for you and I on that cross so that we can stand here and give him glory for it. Let's drink of the cup together. Heavenly Father, uh, we're so grateful, Lord, to participate and partake here tonight, Lord, in the act of communion. We'll pass cups in a little bit. We're in the middle of prayer. But Heavenly Father, what we just did, Lord, is to give you thanks, Lord, and to give you honor and praise, Heavenly Father, to give you honor and praise, Lord, to say, Lord, I recognize that I am a sinner. I'm not worthy of anything that we're doing here tonight, Lord, but because of what you did, I am, Lord, you have made me. So, Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you tonight, Lord, to, in gratitude, more than anything, Lord, to say, Lord, I want to trust in you, and I trust in you here tonight, Jesus. Come on, sing. I sought the Lord, and he heard, he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard. And he answered, I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered, that's why. Here tonight, you can keep singing, you can keep on worshiping. Tonight, we've all come with a burden, whether it's your burden, whether it's a burden for somebody else, but you're standing in the gap. Seek the Lord tonight. Seek him, seek his will, seek his voice, and recognize his voice. That's why, that's why I trusted. That's why, come sing it again. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. I sought the Lord, and he heard, and he answered. Ask, come on. Say, I trust in God. That's why I trust in God, my Savior, one who will never. Trust in God, my Savior, who will never fail. He will never fail. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your presence in this place, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we can reach up, Lord, and you're so close to us right now, Lord, that you're actually holding us, Lord. You're holding us, Lord, in your bosom right now, Lord. We feel your peace. We feel your presence in this place tonight, Lord, because we have declared truth tonight, Lord, that you don't leave us and you don't forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. The church said amen. God is so good. Amen, church. Church, tonight as we continue our time of worship, why don't we greet one another in his name? Be grateful to be here together. Amen? Thank you, Jesus.
church arise tonight. Amen? Good evening, my family. Good evening. Hey, church, we want to welcome you into his house and uh, an amazing time of worship and here tonight at New Beginnings, and I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Let me introduce myself. To, if you're here for the first time, do we have any first-time visitors in the house tonight? Amen. Welcome in. Welcome in. Anyone else here for the first time? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hey, uh, by the way, while we're here, young people, if you're 6th if you're grade through 12th grade, we'll invite you into our youth group. and uh, We're meeting out in our youth area. And so if you want to be a part of that and you're 6th through 12th grade, be dismissed because it's going to be an amazing lesson here tonight. Uh, church, my name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings. And, um, it's, every time we take the platform, it's amazing time and humbling to be here and to be able to serve this body and our community. We want to welcome those watching from home as well on our stream, on our streaming campus, online campus as it were. Uh, church, uh, what an amazing time and the work that you and I are doing. I want to give you a quick update on what you and I are doing. Um, if you're not aware, we're still continuing our food pantry uh, that is on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Can we give it up for our volunteers that work there every week, every Tuesday, every Thursday? They're faithful. Look, there are times where we don't even have food because we run out, but they're still in there working. They're scrounging what we have available. They're making it work. And sometimes we get a knock at the door and they go, hey, anything? And they're like, yeah, we were able to put together a couple bags. So, man, church, you and I are making such an impact. And that's why I'm so grateful to be a part of this body. Church, a couple of things I want to remind you of that are coming up. Uh, uh, men and women of the Church of God, of, of New Beginnings Church, I want to remind you women that uh, this coming Saturday, and it's always the first Saturday of the month, the Sisterhood Potluck is taking place. And so don't forget about those amazing times of fellowship that you can participate in, women of the church. Uh, that's going to be so, it's just always an amazing time. Uh, this week we have speaker is going to be Lenora Anaya. She's actually our co-director of Celebrate Recovery. She's going to be bringing a powerful word on Saturday. And of course, potluck style. If you don't bring anything, that's okay. You're not being turned away. Don't worry about it. Don't, you know, some of us grew up with, you never walk into a house, into another house empty-handed. It's not like that here. It's fine. Because you're going to come out with something, I promise you. I can guarantee you that. So women of the church, it's going to be this Saturday, and it's going to begin at 10 a.m., so make sure to be here, because it, it gets pretty pretty packed, and so uh, we're expecting a great turnout as, as usual. Uh, also, for the men of the church, our men's breakfast, our monthly men's breakfast, is the second Saturday, which is going to be February the 10th, and so don't forget, and that's, that one's a little bit earlier. For some reason, the guys like to punish each other and say, we're going to get here super early, and More and more coffee, but uh, it's super, super early, and so it's at 7.45. Jeez, us guys are up that time anyway. So if you get here by 7.45 um, and it starts off, of course, there's always a word, and, and it's time of fellowship, and just iron sharpens iron, and we're firm believers in that here at New Beginnings Church. So family, make sure to participate in those events. Uh, one of the, one of the, my favorite services that we get to participate in as well is just thinking of 
services as child dedication. We spoke a little bit about it on Sunday. And if you have not yet dedicated your child, that would be uh, a great idea for you to maybe look into that. Um, some of us grew up uh, maybe at, an, at another denomination where they baptized babies. Registration is still open. We still have a couple of slots left. And so if you can do that, if you can register for those, uh, for that event, child dedication, we do ask that you register. Um, and awesome opportunity for you to as well uh, share that with your family and have them come and celebrate that amazing, amazing ceremony. So church, look, so many other things that you and I can participate. Um, one of the ways that we always ask you to card rather and that qr code is behind me on the screen or in front of you at home and if you ever want to connect with us at the front office or register for one of the events that we're talking about here on the platform you can do so by uh, pointing your phone at that qr code and then just signing on maybe you want to ask us a question at the front office maybe it's just a simple question about one of these dates that we're talking about or, or maybe you actually want to register to be baptized next month or a child dedication or maybe you want to register for one of the or a minister a microphone because we can go on trust me but i can go on about how good god is because of how faithful you are with the tithe because what you and i are doing not just in this community but around the world we're changing lives church we are changing lives and if you're not celebrating that with us my goodness so church if you're wondering how you can participate in that the ways to give electronically at least are on the screen behind me I love you, church. I just wanted to catch you up on a couple of things. Turn your attention to the screen.
Amen. Making our family a priority. Thank you for making a difference. Guys, like Pastor Mike was saying the other day, I was in a meeting and uh, the mayor happened to be there and he says, Pastor Richard, I just want to commend you because your congregation is mentioned around our staff often when they have we have department uh, meetings. Uh, people mention New Beginnings Church and God's Warehouse. The work you're doing of how you're feeding the hungry at God's Warehouse and how you're feeding the hungry, giving out food. And I go, you heard about that, Mayor? He goes, yeah. He goes, you guys are really making a difference in this city. And he goes, we're so glad you're a part of Albuquerque. And I was like, praise the Lord. So I wanted to deliver that message from our mayor to all of you. And those of you watching online, thank you for partnering because we're able to make a difference in our city. I've been doing this uh, sermon series called uh, really just uh, family matters and, and, and really making sense of it all, uh, of really making a difference. And we've been talking about how we really do make a difference and how family makes a difference and how we reach beyond just our family because our family unit, some of you don't even have children of your own, yet you bring a bunch of people to church that you have kind of adopted as your adoptive children, whether they're in your neighborhood or maybe they're your grandchildren or nephews or nieces that you brought in. And then you reach out even beyond that, and, and, and you make, uh, you reach out into broken lives and hurting lives. And I want to talk about reaching beyond ourselves, because we need to be teaching our children and our family how to reach beyond themselves, that it's not just about us. Life isn't just about us. Life is about impacting a lost and dying world with the love of Christ. In the book of Acts, chapter 5, a lot of stuff had been happening since Jesus had told them to wait in the upper room. The Holy Spirit came. They came out of hiding, and man, God is moving supernaturally through the apostles. And in Acts, chapter 5, starting at verse 12 through 16, it says, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area known as Solomon's uh, Colonnade, and but no one else dared to join them, even though all the people had high regard for them. So people are like, man, those guys are men of God, but they're afraid to join them because they're persecuting Christians because they were... Christianity had been birthed, and people didn't want to get in trouble by the Jewish leaders. So, verse 14, yet more and more people believed and were brought to the Lord's crowd, uh, to the Lord, crowds of both men and women. As a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. 
So they're just saying, man, even as he's walking, let their shadow hit them, and, and men, they'll get healed. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. Jump down to verse 42. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 20, verse 20. It says, I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, neither publicly or in your house homes. So, Father, I pray that, Lord, we would never shrink back, that we would never cower, that, Lord, we would boldly proclaim the word of God and we would reach beyond ourselves. It wouldn't just be about us, but we'd reach a lost and dying world with the love of Jesus Christ. Lord, those that are physically sick, those that are spiritually sick, those that are emotionally sick, psychologically sick, those that need the transforming power of Jesus, might we share it, I pray in Christ's name, amen. There's a lot of things that we need to do when we reach out. And when we reach out, it's really amazing because what takes place is before you know it, people really are listening more than what you think. It says even though the crowds weren't joining them, they were joining them, amen? They weren't there with them, but they were there listening and they were there observing. How many of you know people are constantly checking you out? They're listening to you. They're listening and watching the way you live and the way you talk and the way you actually function, especially when they know you're a Christian. The minute they find out you're a Christian, Man, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were saying that when their dad and mom got saved, it was a real weird thing because their mom and dad always had people over, and they had parties, and they drank and smoked, and they just partied. And all of a sudden, mom and dad got saved, and they still had people over, but they wouldn't drink, they wouldn't cuss anymore, they wouldn't wild parties like they used to be. They still had celebrations, but it, everything had changed. And he said, I was a young kid, and I really didn't know what had taken place exactly, except that my mom and dad had really drastically changed. And then I watched them, and then as I studied them, I realized what happened, and then they started explaining it, and I thought, wow. That's what it looks like when someone becomes a Christian because my mom and dad have really changed. And we need to reach out beyond ourselves. And I just want to let you know what happens when you reach out beyond yourself. This, these are just five quick areas I want to talk about, five areas that, that need, that of need that we should meet when we reach out beyond ourselves because when you reach beyond yourself, you start ministering more intimately. You start ministering deeper than what you've ever done before. Because we just kind of minister saying, God bless you. How are you? I'll pray for you. No, no, no. When you really reach beyond yourself, you stop right then and you pray. And you just pray. 
I've shared with you, there's times, you know, not everyone knows I'm a pastor. Just sometimes people go, gosh, you sure are cheerful. And I go, well, thank you. I try to be. And I go, are you okay? Can I pray with you? And I'll, I'll be next door at Albertsons praying with people. And, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, another person comes up, can you pray for me? And they don't know I'm a minister. I'm just praying. I just feel like they're hurting and you can see the brokenness in their life. And, and sometimes when I get to the checkout, I go, I see their name tag and I go, hey, are you doing okay? You seem, you have sad eyes today. Oh, it's just been that kind of a day. Can I say a quick prayer with you? I promise I won't embarrass you. And, and I, I just reach across, hold her hand and pray. And, and, and before you know it, people just start realizing that there's a God that knows them and sees their need. And he meets it through you. See, you're ministering in a more intimate manner, meaning you're going beyond the, the, the just uh, the superficial. You're going beyond just uh, the quick, hey, how are you? God bless you. Uh, I'll pray for you. No, I, I will pray for you now. I will reach into your life right now. I will do whatever I can right now. We also minister with more care. When you reach beyond yourself, now it's not about you anymore. You're saying, how can I meet your need? What can I do for you? How can I meet this need? What can I do to help you? I mean, sometimes there's such brokenness, they, they don't even know how to share it. So just do whatever you can. And we, we also minister with everyone involved. You, you see, before you know it, you're ministering. When you start with your family, you start teaching them and you go, look, hey, we're going to go over here because this family's hurting right now and we're going to go pray for them. We're going to go minister to them. We're going to go just reach out to them. I spoke to someone today that her daughter just finished uh, going to Jesus. She'd been fighting pancreatic cancer and, and she finally got her wings and went home. And, and I was talking to the mama and and she goes, oh, my gosh, we got a visit last night, and they brought me chile, and they brought fresh tor homemade tortillas. And she goes, I used to make tortillas all the time. I don't even make them anymore. I don't even know how to make them. They come out hard, and these tortillas are so delicious, and they were so amazing. And I thought, just a simple prayer. They, they got involved. See, recruit your family to get involved. Recruit your children and say, we're going to go over here because as a family, we, we do this. We go beyond ourselves. You see, we minister with accountability. Now you're ministering, I'm ministering, and we're holding each other before the Lord, and we're, we're praying with each other, we're encouraging each other, and, and we minister with specific spiritual growth in mind. Like, I'm ministering to you, but I want to see you grow. I was talking to someone earlier tonight. It's not just about leading them to Christ, but Jesus' mandate, he said, go into the world. Go into the four corners of the world. Go into the Jerusalem and Judea and the uttermost parts of the world and make disciples. Don't just get them to say a sinner's prayer, but make disciples of them. Let them come to understand what it means to serve God what it looks like. So some of the ways we do that is, number one, we need to realize our need for each other. 
We need each other. I need you, you need me, we need each other. I need my family members. You're not supposed to do life all by yourself. If you're a single person, then jump into this family. Hey, we're a family. Let's care for one another. Let's carry each other's burdens. Look what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. See, it's important who you hang out with. I just have a saying, if you hang around the goats too long, you start smelling like them. So it's time for a smell check. Do you smell like a goat or do you smell like God's sheep? <laughs> Are you with me? Because sometimes we're hanging out with people we shouldn't hang out with. And when you realize that we need each other, you're going to start hanging out with godly people who are going to impact you and they're going to influence you and you're going to influence them. And, and the word says iron sharpens iron, meaning I learn from you, you learn from me, and, and, and we learn together and we accomplish things together. Proverbs 33 verse 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in real, real trouble. I didn't say real, real trouble, but I've met a lot of people that have walked with the fools, and boy, have they gotten in a lot of trouble, starting with me. Amen? Haven't you ever done anything dumb? Haven't you ever hung around with people you shouldn't have hung around with? What's the old saying our parents always told us? Tell me who you're hanging around with, and I'll tell you who you are. And, and boy, isn't that the truth? That's why mom and dads are always going, I don't like that kid you're hanging out with. They're, they're, they're not good for anything. And sometimes they tell us husbands, you know what, hon? I, I don't like that guy you hang out with. He's going to get you in trouble. And your husband says, you know what, babe? I, I, that girl you hang out with, she's, she's no good for you. And, and don't take it personal. Understand, they, they see something there, and they realize that, you know what, we need each other, and you don't need that. You need a godly influence. You need someone that's going to build you up and not tear you down. And I bring in the next thing is that we need to refuse to settle for a crowd spirituality. In other words, what I mean by that is I come to church, so now I'm a spiritual person. And no, let me tell you, the Bible says that each one of us needs to grow in regards to our salvation. And I need to grow on my own, but I also grow along with you. We grow together, but see, we're not all at the same level. And we have to understand that God is trying to call us out to another level of living. And a lot of us are satisfied where we're at. We're just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, you know what? I, I, I like drinking from a of, a of a bottle. I like my milk. I don't like anything else. I don't like pudding. I don't like, I don't like split peas. I don't like bananas. I don't like, I don't, I just like drinking from a baby bottle. I want to stay a baby Christian all my life. At least I'm a Christian and leave me alone. I enjoy being a brat and I enjoy being lost. I don't even know how to pray. Pastor, can you lead my friend to the Lord? Because I don't even know how to do that. But I've been a Christian for 25 years. Am I communicating to anyone? See, this happens. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5, he says, starting in verse 12, all, all the way to chapter 6, verse 1, he says, you have always been believers. I, I mean, you, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. 
Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basics about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Oh, wouldn't you like some carne guisada and some chile colorado? And No, it's just I don't have teeth yet. I, I, I'm still on a bottle. And you puree it, you know. First, verse 13, for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So let us stop going over the basic teaching about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely, we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. He's saying, you should be far farther along than that now. But instead, you're settling for this crowd spirituality, like, oh, we're all here and we're all here. And, 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 and sometimes, as a pastor, it's hard because you want to teach, you want to go deeper, and some are going, wait, I'm, I, I, I barely got saved. And some are going, I've been saved longer. And that's why we have classes. We have classes at whatever level of depth you want to go into. We have classes that will teach you word by word. They, they literally take every word and dissect it because not everyone can handle that at, at, at the pulpit. And, and, and you know what? We're trying to bring people to Christ and then disciple them. And that's why we have so many different classes that we offer to be able to get there. Because it's not a crowd spirituality. It's an individual one. And that's why he says it's time to start getting into some deeper food and maturing and start growing up as a Christian because you've been a Christian a long time and you should already be teaching. But you don't even carry a Bible. You don't even know how to look in the Bible. You don't even know where it starts in the Bible. And, and, and you should be further along by now. And I bring you to the third thing I want to say is that, that we need a place, we need to find a place or make a place for it to happen. You need to find a place or make a place. And let me tell you what I mean by that is you need to find that place where you could get alone with God and you could have that moment with God and you could get real with God and you could get deep with God and you could connect with God. Do you have that place? Because if not, find that place or make that place. But you ought to be able to get lost with God and find time to pray with God and get deep with God and stay close to God and get empowered by God, and just get filled with God. And, and look what it says in the Gospel of Luke. In, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, it's, it's really beautiful what he says there because Luke is writing to the church, and, and he's telling us what Jesus told them. And he said, I really want you to grab a hold of this, and I want you to understand this, and I want you to really embrace this. And it says, one day, Jesus told his disciples a story 
to illustrate their need for constant prayer and to show them that they must never give up. Man, that'll preach right there. We need to pray, 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 and never give up. Pray, 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 and never give up. Pray, 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 and never give up. Because let me tell you something. In this world, you will have many trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer, he says, because I've overcome the world. But you got to pray. It stayed up, man. You got to read the word. You got to never give up. Do you know that that Mondays are the day that more, more pastors across America resign on a Monday? And you know why? Because on a Sunday, they've poured themselves out, and some people come up to them and go, that was a pathetic sermon. And you know what? You're a pathetic pastor, and I don't even know if, if you even accepted a call. I don't even know if God really called you. And boy, they tear into you. That's happened to me, and it's happened to other pastors that I know across this city. That's just across this city. People could be brutal. Sheep bite. And some of you have sharp teeth. <laughs> but God is saying, I want you to find a place. I'll find a place to get lost with me. I'll find a place to worship. I'll find a place to, to, to pray and get prayed up. And, and never give up. Look what he says in Acts chapter 16, verse 14. He says, one of them was Lydia from uh, Tyria, and a merchant of expensive purple cloth who worshiped God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what Paul was saying. See, she was this woman that was working but all of a sudden, she started going to this meeting. She found a place where she was connecting with God, and boom, her heart opened up, and now she was a great believer. And if you read further on, Lydia became a great leader to many women, and she impacted a great, left a great impact for the kingdom of God just because she opened up her life and found a place where she was being ministered to. Find that place and then stay there. There's people that don't ever get connected at a church, and they're here and there and everywhere. And then something happens, and, and they call the pastor, and they go, hey, we, we, we really need counseling. And they go, well, we don't even have you on our books. We, are you part of our church? And, and someone died, and we need you to do a funeral. Well, we don't even know you. We don't even have you. On, are, do you come to our church? And we want to pastor you, but we don't even know you're part of the congregation. We want to be your minister, but we don't even know if we're ministering to you because you're here, you're there, and you're everywhere. And it's time that you find that place, you get connected to that place, and, and, and you make that place your place. And you say, this is where we come to church. This is where we're going to grow. It doesn't, we, you can visit someplace else, but you have a home. And you have a place that this is my home and this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going to get involved in and this is where I'm going to learn and this is where I'm going to submit and this is where I'm going to give of myself and I'm going to just pour myself out and be poured into because I have found that place that God and I meet and God really feeds me and ministers to me and my family comes together. 
The other day I saw this guy that <clears throat> I had met several months ago and and I invited him to church and he started coming to church. And now he's bringing his grandchildren and he had his little two and a half year old grandson with him. And I go, man, is this your grandson that you've been telling me about? He goes, yeah. And I go, do you like church? And he goes, yeah. And, and he pointed to children's church. I go, is that your church? Yeah, yeah. Little two and a half year old. And, and the grandpa said, oh my gosh, he loves children's church. And I'm going, praise the Lord. And, and, and that is now his church. You see, they reached beyond themselves. They reached out and he reached out to his, his grandchildren because the parents weren't touching their lives and, and he wanted to make sure he impacted their lives with that growth they need come to know Christ and know their spiritual roots and how they can get really impacted by Christ and by the gospel. And it's important that we do that. It's important that we reach out and we reach in and that we really say, God, thank you. And that's why we reach up to God and we get connected with him and we reach in to, to grow ourselves with each other and then we reach out to a lost and dying world and, and we impact this with the gospel of Christ. And that's why we're healing and restoring life through the love of Jesus Christ. We're, we're really bringing wholeness and oneness back to them. We're bringing wholeness to what God is doing. I was on a Zoom call this morning with leaders from our national headquarters and they were asking me how things were going. And... I was talking about leadership focus with them. Leadership focus is a tool that we have within the church of God where people can become trained to be ministers of the gospel. They can become ordained ministers. And, and Tomas happens to be a student, and Renee's going to be starting, and so is Jessica Ramirez. And, and we have some that are already in it, some that graduated. And, and, and as we were talking about that, I go, yeah, matter of fact, Tomas and his wife are already ministering. And, and they, they have a ministry called Frontline Resurrection, and I was explaining what it's all about. And they were so amped up, and they're like, oh, my goodness, that's amazing. And I told them, man, they're transforming lives. God is using them to transform lives and to set people free. And, and they were like, they're like, man, we can't wait to get out there. And I go, well, hurry up, man, get out here. Come and see what God is doing because God is doing a work. But it's because people are learning how to reach beyond themselves. It's not just about them anymore. We got to reach everybody because I don't know if you've noticed, Albuquerque's lost. New Mexico is lost. Albuquerque needs Jesus Christ. Bernalillo County needs Jesus Christ. Sandoval and, and Valencia County need Jesus Christ. Torrance County, and, and I could go on. There's 33 counties in New Mexico that need Jesus Christ. And it's up to us to get out there. So we need to get out there. And, and that's why it brings me to the last thing is we need to be active recruiters of people coming into the kingdom. We can't be afraid to invite someone Christ. Don't be afraid to, to talk to them. I was talking to a couple on Saturday, and, and I said, how did you come to New Beginnings anyway? 
And they go, well, we were at a car show, and there was a guy from the church there, and he goes, he just started talking. He goes, hey, by the way, do you, work, do you go to church anyplace? And do you know Jesus? And before you know it, at a car show, he's ministering to him and invite him to church. And now they've been part of New Beginnings for, I don't know, probably eight, nine years. I don't know how long. Been amazing. But because somebody was bold enough to ask, don't be afraid to ask. Why do you come to church? Obviously, something is being met in your life. Well, don't you think your friends want that as well? Don't you think your coworkers want that as well? See, there's people that are hurting. And it's up to us to just say, you know what? Look, I, I know you've been hurting a lot. I know you've been having a lot of problems with your kids or been having a lot of problems in your marriage or you've just been having a lot of problems as a single man or a single woman or a single parent, or I know you've been struggling, and I, I just would love to invite you to our church. We have a really awesome church. We have people that are real and people that love on each other and help each other and pray with each other and encourage one another, people that lift each other up and people that build each other up, people that, that just allow them to be used by others because they share their story and they share how honest they are. On Saturday, we were at a Men of Honor men's, men's rally, and Lamas was part of the panel speaking. And I'm up there looking at him and going, I know that crazy man of God. He was all messed up, and he's sharing his story, how messed up he was. And he was all transparent. He said, man, I was so lost. And my marriage was falling apart. And God has restored me and restored my wife and restored us. And he shared the story for the glory of God. And I'm looking at him going, I know that story. I've seen it right in front of my eyes. It's for real. And the story hasn't ended. It's got a lot of chapters to it now. You see, God is doing a work, but they're not afraid. They're not afraid. Lamas is bold. Renee is even bolder. It's like, man, she's, a, she's just a fireball of God's love. And I go, God, thank you that you've made them a part of our congregation and part of my life and the life of this congregation because they're constantly actively recruiting people to the kingdom of God. They're constantly seeing broken lives that can be restored because they were restored. I was restored. My life and my wife were restored. We were all messed up. We were at the brink of divorce. We were at the brink of just saying, forget it. And we finally surrendered and God has been so amazingly good to Cindy and I. And you have your story. So we need to get out there and recruit beyond our family, recruit beyond our children, recruit beyond our parents, actively recruit people that are lost. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, verse 10, it says, For God is not unjust. He will not forget how hard... You have worked for him. 
and how you have shown your love to him by caring for other believers as you still do. God wants us to keep pouring ourselves out to others to help them, to minister to them. We help others. In God's warehouse, we, we help 11 other homeless ministries with food and resources. It's not just for us. We, we give to others. And Frontline is doing that, and under his construction is doing that. It's something that we've been taught by God's word and we're modeling here at New Beginnings. And man, I, I just got a phone call from the director of Horizon International, our ministry in Zambia. We, we support an orphanage in Zambia and we built a dorm there for them. And they said that it's going amazing there and the kids go to school now because of the support we send they're able to have the uniforms re required, and, and it's just amazing what God is doing halfway around the world because of New Beginnings Church. It's amazing. And see, these are things God wants us to do. And in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Man, I, I try to always remember that. Sometimes people have been mean and I, I still show them kindness and there's been people around me, even my staff that goes, Pastor, why do you put up with that? And I go, what if those are angels unaware? And they go, there's no way that could be an angel. No way. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. You know, you never know. But I'm just saying, guys, we have to go and reach beyond ourselves. We can't just keep it to ourselves. Because our lives has been transformed and changed by the power of the Holy Spirit of the living God. And because we have been changed, Let's change our community. Let's change our world. Let's make a difference. Because I'm telling you, people are seeing it. They're noticing it. And they're wanting it. But you know what? They don't know where to get it. So it's up to us to invite them in and call them out. Call them out of the darkness into the light. So today... Would you commit yourself to become that minister of the gospel, to become that minister and to say, God, I, I need to reach beyond myself. I need to reach out beyond my own family. We need to make a difference, and God use us to make a difference at work, at school, in our community, in whatever organizations our children are part of or we're a part of. God, help us to really make that difference because God is calling us to do that. And, and that's why I love that song we've been singing. He goes, I trust my God and my Savior because he's never failed me. God has never failed us and he's not gonna start now. God's gonna see us through. 
So who is it that God is wanting to use you to reach? Who is it that God is wanting you to be empowered enough to be able to extend yourself out and say, I'm going to reach out to the sick. I'm going to reach out to the broken. I'm going to reach out to those in need. And I'm going to say, God, use me. Use me, Lord. So I don't know what's keeping you from crossing that line of fear, crossing that line of saying, I am going to do what God is calling me to do. But God, today, I need to do this. I need to step out, and I need to do it your way and no longer mine. And Lord, I want to do it for your glory and your honor. So ask God right now to put into your mind who it is that you need to start reaching out to. Is it someone in your household? Is it someone in your neighborhood? Is it someone in your workplace or at your school? Is it someone in an organization? Is it someone that you just know? Who is it that God is calling you to reach out to? Because God is preparing us to prepare a lost and dying world with the gospel that sets people free. So would you stand with us as we close? And I, I just want to invite you to come to the altar and say, God, prepare me. Take away my fear. Give me boldness because I want to step out and I want to be a witness to a lost and dying world of the power of God that's in my life that could also be in theirs. So make your way up right now and say, God, I need the change. I need to be bold. I need to be that witness. Make your way up and say, God, I'm going to make a difference now. No turning back. I'm going to step up and I'm going to step out. And God, I'm going to do it your way and no longer mine. And Lord, I have failed sometimes. I've been a fearful and I didn't want to tell anybody. But God, I'm going to tell them and I'm going to do it and I'm going to step out. So if you're one of the prayer team, make your way up here and pray with people, but let's sing it out. I trust in God. Yes, I do, Lord. My Savior, oh, he's the one. Who will never He'll never fail. fail. He will never fail. I trust in God. You've been challenged. My Savior. And, and you feel like it's already over. But God wants to revive your marriage. He wants to revive your life. He wants to give you new hope and vision. Let it start right now. Don't let it be an emotion. Let it be real. Say, God, I, I need that rest. I, I need your power and your purpose in my life right now, Lord. So seek him, cry out to him, and say, Lord, I'm going to empty myself right now. Here it is. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my risen King and Savior all the day long. Invite someone to partner with you. Say, you know what? I want to step up. 
I want to step up to minister. I want to step up to learn. I want to step up in the ministry. I want to get involved in this church. This is my congregation. So invite someone to partner up with you and say, we're going to do this together. I'm afraid and I don't want to be afraid. I'm, I'm kind of a chicken. I'm a coward. Would you journey with me right now? Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that, Lord, that which you're beginning, you will be faithful to complete. Lord, there's people right now that, Lord, are really stepping out by faith and saying, I really want to start reaching out beyond myself. And God, I, I, I just been crippled and, and I've been caged in by fear. But today, Lord, thank you for giving me the key to open that cage so I can get out and minister. So God, show me how I could get trained. Show me where I could step up. Show me how you want to use me so that God, me, my family, and my partners can really make a difference in the ministry we're going to get involved in. So God, whether we're in the sanctuary or watching online, Lord, it's time to step out and step up. And here we go. So God, we're surrendering because we want to do it your way and not ours. And we're praying all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Oh, sing it out. Yes, we did, Lord. He said, seek me and you will find me. Seek me and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Ask him to fill you with his Holy Spirit to give you the power and the strength you need to make a difference right now in the name of Jesus. I'm tired of doing it my way, God. I'm going to do it your way. If you don't know Jesus Christ and you want to receive him right now, come up here right now. I want to pray with you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, come on up right now. We want to pray with you. I, I, I want to invite you. I want to make sure you don't leave without giving your life to Jesus. If there's anyone here today, make your way up right now. Make your way up right now. We want to make sure that you have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're going to do. With every decision made tonight, God, now might we receive the power to carry it out for your glory. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ. And God's people said amen. amen. Now go change Albuquerque, church. Go change New Mexico. Go change this world for the glory of God. We love you, church.